From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian here. Justin oh, is here. I'm Hello. Justin. So I w- and I'm Rick. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, it was, you so, told me. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine, man. Uh, so we have, like uh, we, well, we, we have like a full a full studio, uh, which we haven't had in a while. We no, have, it's, it's not every time that they do the music before people start talking, Brian. What? Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, longtime listeners will recognize uh, Rick's voice. Hey. Um, and also Justin's voice, because you guys have both uh, been on here before. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of have a special episode today where we're going to be building some recipes, uh, talking about um, some malt that uh, Sugar Creek Malt Company sent us. Um, but before we get into that, I want to, I should probably like get all this other stuff out of the way. So uh, the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you uh, discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you uh, access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the fur link the bottom of our homepage and join today. Also, I'm going to a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppin' Barrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and... Phil Feldman. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. And also, I feel like uh, it's, I'm like, it seems like we're moving to that point where like the first half of the episode is going to be me reading patron names. <laughs> That's not. I'm not going to be mad bad. about that at all. Phil, thank you, man. Um, and uh, while you're over at blindinstudios.com, go ahead and click on our store link and check out our merch line. So I'm just going to assume, though, that. Phil is a patron of the homebrew. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Not DOO? Uh, we don't, I don't know if we have any specific DOO patrons, <laughs> which I understand and I respect. I do too. <laughs> that's where I was, uh, that's what I was getting at. Uh, but anyway, Brian, what have you been up to beer related lately? Man, you know. <sighs> Not a whole lot. Uh, I guess a lot of the time it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm searching around for these new beers or drinking a lot of really cool new stuff. Uh, when we're out in the market, if there's something I haven't tried, I like to I like to go for it. But I think the things that I'm usually up to beer related have to do with um, Justin and I kind of running the actual brewery. Well, so. it sounds like you guys are dealing with an interesting problem or I guess resolving an interesting problem with your glycol system. We kind of talked touched on yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do. Yeah. So we had when we were opening the brewery, one of the big pieces to it is a glycol chiller. Now, it, if you are a brewery that's a little bit in a tighter circumstance, you can use that same glycol chiller to chill your uh, lines for your your, your taps uh, and your tanks. Um, but we chose to separate it uh, for one reason or another, which we could get into another time. But the uh, insulation on the piping uh, was not robust enough to handle the cold temperatures. And this is like, it was basically just a classic situation of like some paperwork went across someone's desk and they missed this number was supposed to be 30 and they saw 55 or something. And 
I'm not sure whose fault it is, but I can say we're not paying a whole lot of money to, to fix it. Well, it, it seems like you guys not kind of run into a, a few different issues of, like, being a brewery of a particular size. It seems like you guys kind of hit, like, some weird stumbling blocks. Like, I know we've talked about, um, like, low-pressure steam systems and now the glycol thing and just a few other, like, there are minor things. many items that... Many, many. Yeah, <laughs> that that we have run into, and what you're getting at, Casey, is that there didn't used to be like 8,000 tiny craft breweries trying to use these tiny little systems that are usually built for these big, huge, you know, uh, reasons or, you know, or breweries or other things that are close, like a dairy or fracking or this or that, where these big tanks are erected or chillers are working or you know, a 20 horse or 30 horse boiler and you get three boiler operators in and they all have three different ideas of how a 30 horse steam plant should work low pressure because they're all used to these big setups. And so when you take and miniaturize everything like with our craft brewery, it, it, it's kind of you know, shit goes sideways. It, it's kind of the same with chillers. I mean, yeah. the the company that uh, installs it versus the company that maintains it versus the company that built it have there had a to be a separate different. Wasn't yeah. there like a separate startup company too? There was or but something. Yeah, that was a just, headache. It, it, it's it's all sorts of things. I think once once you start getting to a brewery above five, two to five barrels, there's a whole other set of problems. And once you get above, I'd say ten to twelve barrels, there's a whole set of problems we're dealing with and it's you know probably every 10 barrels adds its own headaches of how do all the support systems work for a brewery that these support systems weren't necessarily designed to run breweries so i guess the sum here is like embrace and enjoy how rad it is to have as a home brewer, everything on a small scale. <laughs> You're not talking about thousands Where of dollars. Where you can problem solve your own issues. <laughs> You're talking like, about $20. Well, I mean, the gist of it is there's plenty of companies out there making brew houses at every size. Mm-hmm. On a homebrew level, at least these companies are making all these support systems, chilling everything you need. But on a professional level, they aren't. They're contracting with subcontractors or other companies and just saying, hey, this will work for you without really thinking it will or knowing how it actually works. I suppose like like when you talk about a brew system, you're not really thinking about all the small support systems that go along with it. Not specific to anything other than think about it this way we're ramping up a let's say we're gonna we're gonna make some homebrew recipes here with some sugar creek malt in a minute but if we're going to take these ingredients and scale them up ever it would be non-linear mm-hmm. you know and why is that well listen to the podcast science <laughs> <laughs> listen to past episodes so anyway that's not right. things like that's what i've been up to sorry i went on this big oh no, no i mean that was great like i thought that was really good can Thank i count you. that is what i've been up to because that's yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> uh rick. and then rick rick you are back in the area kind of semi-permanently now yeah what have you been up to, man? Not a lot, man. I mean, I don't know. I guess, well, well we talked on the Instagram live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Rick and I did an Instagram bit. live. Uh, yeah. Rick, is, since Rick is back, and because back. I've had a few listeners badgering me, you guys know who you are, um, we are re- finally re-brewing all the Every Style Challenge beers, uh-huh. uh, yeah. the the ones that we missed. Plus, and loggers should be involved now. Yeah. Loggers are after 
Brian. They're after. Let me finish they're, one thing. Yeah, later. It's taken me th- like four years to get to this point. <laughs> what about sour? I don't like your tone. Uh, we did uh, sour ales in the first. Oh, they, that's they, true. Yeah, oh, you did. did. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My bad. I got so. you. <laughs> and we, um, but yeah, so we, we did we did our well. first uh, we did our first Instagram live. Learned uh, how uh, how like how luddite we are, um, and uh, I don't know. It was, it was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. No, um, no, I've I've applied at brewery jobs in the area, and that's uh, mostly it. Um, I've been not homebrewing too much because I'm a transient right now, but. It was a loud truck. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually. It yeah. rumbled me. Um, anyway. Um, so other than that, I mean, we brewed today, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, we brewed uh, the uh, the Irish Red. And then uh, we there finally was got around the to that. And kegging of the, of the, of the tropical of the stout. precious, delicious, delightful tropical stout. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that'll be on tap in the studio uh, probably right after Puerto Rico, I'm hoping. Well, as soon as we kick a keg. Very well. Um and this so get uh, drinking boys because getting close. gosh darn um yeah uh that we came in uh so excited wow, what we came in what seven points high on the on the Irish Today, red yeah yeah well that but this was your first uh your first time messing with the full volume mash yeah so I did a full volume mash where we which I had something done. happened um well there wasn't like. Yeah, there was there was a weird volume issue where my numbers like I don't think I added enough water or I don't think I calculated the water properly for yeah, doing the full yeah, volume but mash. It, it came from somewhere involving that probably. Yep. Yeah, but at least like numbers were spot on, so yeah, everything was good. We were just a little high, so I just had to well being uh, dilute a little bit high little bit. is better than being a little bit low. Agreed, because you can like adding a little bit of. Like water is better than to me than yep. adding like and missed, a little bit uh, of sugar yeah. or something. And then I missed mash temp a little bit, ended up a little on the high side, which in an Irish red, a little bit more body isn't going to be the worst thing in the world, especially when we're looking at a four and a half percent beer. Yeah, and yeah, no, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be all good. right. Well, should we get into the discussion topic for today? Yeah, because I know we're all very excited about this. Um, Brian, I know you've been doing some research on Sugar Creek on your machine there yeah man i honestly uh to have anybody send us a box with anything other than actual shit in it is great <laughs> wait have we gotten that box no. i mean <laughs> a box of actual poop thank god lando would be would love it um yeah so uh sugar he's, creek he's malt uh company uh is uh based out of indiana Yep, uh, looks like north of Indianapolis. Yes. I can tell you one thing from what we see here. Okay, okay yeah, no, um, yeah. So uh, we're going to have them on later uh, to kind of go into their their malting practices and how they do that. Um, they sent us this, and I really want to have them on, but I feel like we need to have a beer made with some of their malts when we have them on. Awesome, yeah, I guess cool, there's, yeah. there's some... Uh, a gap in like their team in that but they use a lot of different uh farms to kind of source their malt looks like kentucky indiana and they have uh, like some traditional malting methods that are very exciting but we don't care about that today what we care about right now is the product in front of us um and we have what two a lot of product for yeah, yeah we have like eight or eight or eleven different malts in front of us 
Um, so why don't uh, Justin choose one and let's <laughs> let's like pass it around Eight. and we'll talk about it. Let's Eight. start with this one. I was uh, these are very crinkly bags. That's so. fine. You guys are gonna get some uh, some crinkles. Uh, so, so what is this one? This is crystal wheat. All right, crystal. What's, wheat. What color is it? I can I can't see. It looks color. I would say like a kara wheat perhaps. Yeah, it's a dark. It's a dark crystal, crystal from the color, but uh, <clears throat> pass it around. I suppose I should go in a circle here. I apologize. It's, it's no, so just get I don't need any. <laughs> as, as we crunch on the bone. Right. I should probably get a little bit of that, Brian. Maybe. Otherwise, I won't have any ideas what we're talking about. Mm. <clears throat> yes. Caramel. So we've talked crystal. about. Doesn't take like a dark. Excuse me. Doesn't taste like a dark crystal. So we, we've we've talked about in the past yeah, I think it's a red how you should always talk or always taste ingredients, and so you guys are kind of getting a first hand of that. I'm going to apologize right now for the mouth sounds you're going to get this episode. Mouth sounds. It's, it, we'll try it to pull. Is um, it's a red wheat because it's it's really hard. It's definitely. That's, oh wow, I think that that's is why it's so dark. Wow, it's got a really nice light toffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, yeah, and almost like, well, I'm almost getting like a biscuit-like. Mm-hmm. There's a biscuitiness in there. Subtle, and it, there's there's no abrasiveness, no roast, no, um, none of that, you know, kind of tangent-like pungency you'd see with some of the biscuit malts are darker. Mm-hmm. It's just like the, uh, the floweriness is converted a little bit into like a. A caramely, flowery. Pleasantly, yeah. Pleasantly it subtle. It looks to yeah. me uh, from their website that this is their Crystal Wheat 60 Lava Bond. I would yeah. assume, well, I mean, the only other one I can see is Crystal Rye 100L. So, so we have the Crystal not. Rye. Do we? Oh. Right here. Oh. Nice. Should we do that next, then? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do the Crystal Rye next. That's uh, very pleasant, subtle. Uh, yeah, it's... Yep. It's surprisingly so like for how dark it is, I was expecting a lot more roast. From the color, yeah, but yeah. It, it it tastes really good. I think it's because it's red. Well if if it yeah. if it didn't it it's sixty L, so it makes sense that it is just sort of that like almost like you could put that. Well in, and then you, I, I like we also have to remember yeast is or not yeast, wheat is huskless, mm -hmm. which is where a lot of those Tannin. tannic bitter flavors come so from. So if I put this in a bowl of no, it would be good. That probably nice. would be. <laughs> can I get some more of that? <laughs> no, I'm, can I put this in every IPA I make from now on? I, I would wow. eat this for oh, so no. Good. I would I like eat this IPAs. for breakfast cereal. This That's crystal. What I was just talking about the. I like rye. No, try this one. But this is delicious. Mmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> no, this is. Holy cow! Yeah, stick that in a double IPA and just like. That would be really good. It, it takes a lot of that rye bite out of it like and converts into bond? like a like a carameliness. Mm. It's rye, not it's not like spice, his, uh pumpernickel raisin date. Yeah, mm. but what's the love bond on it? Pleasant, very sweet. It says hundred L. It's it doesn't. It takes, I think you found your new black IPA, Mall. I'm just saying. <laughs> it doesn't look hundred L. I don't know what no. it, what it would do if it went in into, into a, a grist. Yeah, a grist or it's you know. With, that's really water. good. I would literally just eat this as like food. <laughs> he, no, he's like taking handfuls. He's of it. just eating handfuls of it. Okay, I'm putting it away. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's just it's like that is that is insanely it's, good. It's basically what um, Casey and I did with the Crystal Ninety. All right, right? what's well, a logical? <laughs> all right, well, all right. So, um, all right. So, does anybody have anything besides like it's really good that they want to say about the ride? It's really good. 
No, there, there, uh, it's... no, I do. Um, so, I feel like <clears throat> whatever, like making it sort of like crystal, like malting it that extra, like further, um, has taken like that rye, like some of the rye sharpness out of it. Like it's not spice. It, it almost tastes like you, uh, like you mean a baked more, rye. I don't want to yeah, give yeah. you words to use, but do you mean more spice rather than? What was the word sharp. you used? Sharp. I don't. Yeah. No. I guess. Sharp, I guess. I don't sharp know. Sharp isn't like, how I would. Yeah. Rye is spicy. Yeah. I don't know. Like the aggressiveness of the spice. There's there's a pleasant herbalness that comes in the back of it. Yeah. But it you're there's there's sweetness. It's a sweet, very pleasing eating thing. This is the kind of one if you want to make like an amazing American amber and throw a unique malt at it to throw it to the next level to kind of blow everyone's mind. Throw thirty percent of this at like an American amber just to overload it. Wait, sure. Think- so, Rick, th- this also isn't like a, a. It's a crystallized rye. So, like, there was like, f- like fire and a tumbler involved. Right. No, I know. To. So, I yeah, so it's baked. I haven't had a lot of crystal rye. Like, have, have you ever? I don't think I have. I don't. I don't know if I, if I have either. I that's think this what, is the first I'm, crystallized rye I've ever had. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's what it's. No, I've seen. I don't. Some I don't think I've, rye, but I don't think I've had a crystal rye either. That's that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I I don't know what that would taste like, and now I do. Well, uh, since we're kind of going along this uh, this like crystallized, we're, we keep going darker. I, I just I just really want to try this burp and like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I just want to try it. That's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> I snuck a taste before. So we're going to pass around bourbon barrel age. The aroma. Chocolate. <laughs> well, that was the most noise he's made in a while. He is laying on the floor like a good studio dog. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to try this. Whoa. Very crinkly. That's a crank. And it just, it smells like a bourbon barrel. How did they do that? Yeah, the aroma is in... Insanely, oh, pleasantly intense. Totally on point. Ooh. Yeah, just say on point to a bourbon barrel is the aroma off this bag. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, no, it smells like bourbon. It has a nice, like, astringency, like that, that like, black. There's a, a pleasing dryness to the flavor mm-hmm. that the, the aroma gives you this kind of rounded sweetness, and it, there's a yeah. little bit of a... A, a, not a disconnect sounds negative, but there's a, there's a difference between the flavor and the aroma that's kind of gets the full roundness to what a barrel-aged beer should be. What I'm liking about this is, like, we talk about hops a lot. We talk about, like, the different aromas and flavors of hops. And, like, something like this, we can really see how unique malts are. Mm-hmm. And, like, how how much of the flavor of a beer that makes instead of, like, ah, just throw some two-row in there. Like, wow. That's really good. That's very good. The bourbon barrel chocolate. <laughs> Justin looked all freaked out about opening a beer. Oh, you're good, man. Um, all right, do we want to go smoke next? Do we want to do the chit? I feel like... Well, Honestly, let's... Know. Since it's in kind of in front of me, what what am I looking at? Malted Blood Butcher. I'm looking at a... This is the uh, corn, like corn, I believe. product, right? Um, so I think... Is... I if And I might be wrong on this. What? I'd have to double check, but I think this is the corn that New Glarus used <laughs> in that... Um, is it popcorn? No, no. Why it's, does it look? Because well, it's, it's 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 been milled. Yeah, I can't see it. That's uh, milled corn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think I think this is the corn that uh, New Glarus used in their uh, triple. Oh, I see. It. Oh, okay. Oh. Now that but, I see it. Well, nowadays when people say triple, my mind has to do. You mean triple or like triple IPA? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh, yeah. He's just the, doing the, the, the Belgian one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I preface it with New Glarus, so. What? That's, I, I kind of <laughs> went there, but there's. <laughs> they got hmm. Scream, I mean. Hmm. What an interesting flavor for corn. I don't know if I have a lot of corn, like, experience. Yeah, as I'm eating this, I'm like, I don't have a lot of basis other than flaked. And I mean, what's corn usually good for? Like, American light lager, uh, distilling. If you were trying to, yeah, beef a little, like, body for a Belgian, like you were talking about, that would work, too. Mm -hmm. Like what other things would we would would we use corn? Uh, for? Cream ales. Uh, cream ale. Um, so that would potentially uh, pre-prohibition, be uh, like porters, lagers, pre-prohibition beers, uh, especially ones. Cal Common, Kentucky Common, maybe? Mexican uh, yeah. lagers, Mexican yeah. lager. Yeah, uh, basically any um, any beer coming out of North America. <laughs> you know, yeah, or get because yeah. I mean, maize maize is a it's a cheap adjunct. No, it's the accessible cheap adjunct. So mm -hmm. it has more to do with historical use than practical use, frankly. Yeah. All right, next. What's the next malt? Uh, where are we at? Well, we got lavender smoke here. Yeah. This is what do we got over there. Yeah, there's chit, and then there's there just, are... Shit, and then we got three on the... Three, three base malts. Big-ass oh. bags down there. Well, let's, let's hit the small bags, and then we'll hit the big ones. This counts as dinner. Okay. <laughs> kind of. I'm very excited. A little snack. A little studio that, snack. A little more of that crystal rye. Yeah, that stuff's good. Uh, is this the smoked uh, lavender? Now, this one has yeah, smoked a... lavender. Th this will speak to anyone from the northern states. Like, if you go to a good smokehouse where there's smoked fish, this is... A, oh, man, I can get it from here. This is a good thing. But it has that very pleasing smoked quality meat smell to it. So yeah. a lot of smoked malts come in heavier, abrasive, dark. This is subtle, um, pleasing. Uh, I don't want to use the word sweet again because I've been using that a bit. But mm. no, it has like a it's like a smoky sweetness. So like you get smoke yeah. up front. So I'll let him oh, use the word sweet. This yeah. is really well, no, no. But like <laughs> it's it's like you you, you get that you get that. Um, it's part of it though. Like. It, uh, uh, so it's like an umami like flavor yeah. up front, um, and then like it, it kind of like fades into like on the back of the palate, just slightly sweet, but yeah. still like meaty. The but I think definitely the meaty. The flavor I don't get, but I think that's a good thing because so many smoke malts are overpowering. A little bit yeah. goes such a long way. Where like this all one, of them are. There's no like what do we always say? No peat. No, but the aroma on this is so strong. In a good way, but then you have but the it, flavors. You, it, so the smoke rounded. kind of vanishes. It's rounded. It almost tastes like a base malt. Yeah, yeah. And could imagine this for a, a good distilling malt too. That's oh. like wow. That's really good. It's mm -hmm. pretty good. That's what? That, that's a really good smoke malt. Yeah, this one and the crystal rye are kind of blown away. I would like a Rauk beer made with this. I would because I think you could go extremely high percent with this. Yeah, and get a great conversion off one malt. And, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. no, you're not wrong. Man. Keep in mind, other than I don't know if you're, that, that would you know, be real. Most nice. of us are speaking without looking at the stats, so I can't say the numbers on this one. But I think you could go pretty high in that lavender. 
I think we're all speaking without. Well, well, so, well yeah, but that wouldn't matter because Peebo is like how much? Fifty uh, percent smoke. Right, like <laughs> well, in theory. <laughs> now we did ours fifty percent. We did like, when we did out, the when we did the every style and challenge. And it turned out better than we thought because we had the same look on our well, faces okay. that you do. <laughs> La- lacto cuts that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's not like a straight ferment, like a clean ferment. The crackling you hear now is the chip malt being passed around the table. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's good malt, I'm sure. It it tastes like chip malt. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it, it ha- was it was a joke, guys. It was a joke. I'm sure it has all of the high molecular like protein that it that it needs yep. in sugars to retain. Tastes I have, exa- I have so much exact- foam retention in my mouth. Foam <laughs> tastes exactly like chip malt should. Yeah, no. very bland. Tastes like foam. Right. <laughs> this this malt is for utility. This is Brian, I'm gonna flavor. throw you on opening some uh, some malt sacks here. Yeah. Uh, Dedication that we tried that one. Yeah, we. Why did we try that? Hey, yeah. You know, well, you never know. But hey, I mean, it's it's a craft maltster that's putting out chip malt that tastes really like. like to be chip malt. extremely clear, it shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't no. have expected anything. It doesn't it. taste bad. Yeah. It no, tastes, it's it's utility. It, that's why I like, asked you because be I didn't like have a knife flour. on flour. It's not bad. Just it's an ingredient. Shitty. It's like flour in a cake. It's so here's a question for you guys who deal with purpose, malt sacks on a much more regular basis than sacks. I do. Nice. Is there a trick to opening up? Yes. If I don't know which side, then I don't know the trick. Yeah, and it, it varies brand to brand. Too, okay. No, but like, yeah. what, what is the trick? I know that it varies from, brand to brand. I do that from feedbags. <laughs> yeah, but I want to know what if the trick you, is. If you mess <laughs> it up, though, you're done. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feedbags are the same way. If you like mess it up at all, like that's it. You're cutting it open. That's the same thing with the wireman bag. So anyway, move on. Okay. Well, I mean, we we I, I am moving on. All right. So uh, have you guys been uh, kind of keeping a style or something? Because we need to we need to brew. I'm a couple of different beers here. Do um, something with that lavender one. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you have any like P-wo thoughts? Peewo that thing. I think. Oh, t- I can do that, Brian. Thank you. Lavender, not not for sure. The, the the crystal rye, I would keep it simple. Do a simple amber, but overload it with that. Let the malt shine through. Yeah. Do a do a profile beer for that one. Okay. Um, I think it would be real interesting. Add a, add a little bit of subtle caramel to kind of get your color right, and then throw that crystal rye at it to right. push it. I think that would be really interesting just to showcase the malt. Well, and depending like on what it. what like uh, what base malts we try here, well, I, why don't you use this? The I have a feeling this Vienna coming around would be a great base malt for the crystal rye, right? Well, I was I was gonna say with the with the uh, with the corn, um, depending on like which base malts we try, like a cream ale with that you corn and then one of these would be really good. Something unique might be that corn <laughs> with the lavender. Oh, a little like smoked cream ale. Do a smoked cream ale. Yeah, That'd be fun. Did they, you know. did they write that on there? They yeah. sure did. That's, that's Should we show that? Oh yeah. So it says it says lots of toast, no banana. Longtime <laughs> listeners amazing. will understand that. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is uh, <laughs> their Vienna going around. Hmm. Exactly as described. Lots of toast, no banana. That's exactly right. That's a great Vienna. And that is good. We've used a number of Viennas in this. Mm. That's a very good Vienna. Wow. I stand by what we were noodling. The uh, what are these guys doing? The down Vienna here? with the crystal rye might be a really interesting. Uh, I think so. These Sugar Creek Brian? guys. Look at this stuff. You know that bourbon barrel one shouldn't be overlooked. But uh, all right, Brian figured out 
which side to, oh, well yeah, it's like is it the front or the back is it right or left and as soon as i figure out the vienna bag i open the other two we're, so we're gonna get wind malt we're also passing around like 20 pound bags of malt yeah now. how's that wind, right. wind, wind malt. malt um brent will you hand me the thing i'll read the thing on the wind while you're passing well, this around wind huh because I'm curious, this is, a, this is a malt I have not heard of. I don't know what nope. this is. I'm proprietary, I'm guessing, with a name like that. Well, right. Could be. Um, is it a base? Well, it's obviously base. Base smoke, what imported is herbs. Barrel, hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm big in here. I gotta, I'm not super Ooh, familiar weird. with it. Oh, when, all right, so it's a chip malt. Okay. Uh, mainly produced as... <laughs> I was going to say, that's stiff. Mainly produced as a way to get around Reinheitsgebot. Uh, this malt is just barely germinated enough to call it malt, but still has similar brewing uh, capability as raw grain. Uh, great to use in Belgian beers or any All beer right. uh, you're looking for a full body or for full body and foam retention. We floor germinate this malt and then let it dry on the roof of the Seine house in the sun and wind. wind. It is still, like, not... It tastes like it it's came out of wet, the field. It, it's kind of yeah. chewy, yeah. It's very chewy. Yeah. I'd be interested so, to... That's why I said it's very stiff. It, it, it was... See what we could do with something like it that. It literally right? tastes like you picked it out of a field. All right, and this All last right. one is the Gotlands Drika malt. Hailing from an island in the Baltic Sea, this malt is another true step back into the Viking Age. Made similar to oh, uh, Stjordal malt, this is floor malted and then dried over a fire of alder and birch. The main difference is that people in this region and other regions of modern Sweden and eastern Norway would often use this in their sauna to dry the malts. Wow. Or often use their sauna to dry the malts. The kiln floor is not directly over the fire, so much of the smoke is allowed to escape without hitting the grain. This makes a slightly less smoky version of Nordic smoked malt. Dude, my, <laughs> my beard smells like smoke. Okay, it, it smells like a sauna. Mm. It, it's awesome. Uh, so this is the this wow. is the malt that they want us to use to make the um, the sati. Yeah, I'm it, down with and that. And then That's they delicious. they sent us a sack of branches. Yep, to use with the sati. Is this camera on? Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Here it is. I keep forgetting about that. I would that. throw this with the lav. I would cedar. throw this at the lavender smoke. With that? Yeah. Do you uh, think yeah. that'd be too much? Isn't nope. that a hat on a hat? No. You get the subtlety of both. <laughs> no. Layers of layers of flavor. <laughs> Oh my! Here, give me a little oh, bit wow. of lavender smoke. I wanna, I wanna do like a two to one. So I'm gonna put a hat, a hat on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, we, this is like a almost like a an they're acrid. So, they're so what, I mean, it, like yeah. what kind of beer are we trying to put together here? It doesn't well, matter. <laughs> an amazing one to showcase these. Awesome. Okay. So, well, yeah. No. So, like, I feel it, like we we have we have to the, me we have two different types of beer we want to make here. One is a smoke beer, right? Yeah. No. We and hey, we we have to make a sati. Right. Oh God damn it! Well, okay, that's why fine. we have red cedar. Yeah, the yeah, red yeah, cedar. Yeah. With this the isn't for our, for our American and a Belgian. Do you think we can? I think we can do a Belgian out of this. I think we can put together three recipes really quick because no, yeah, easily we're all pretty good at this. So oh, sorry, sati recipe. Let's. Talk. Right, let me pop malt. up the uh, little beer smith here. So when we talk about a sati, what are some what are some brewing tips that kind of come to mind right can away? I, oh, can man. I have that blood butcher? I don't. Oh, it's right there. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, how about I go ahead and bring up the style guidelines for sati real oh, quick and give us the the, uh, the overview? Uh, why did it bring me to? Whoa! They redid their website. What? Who did? BJCP. 
Oh no. And Give me a second, case, guys. Some ingredients that would go into a sati are grains, juniper, which, what is, what do we have here? Red. Instead of juniper, they said to use red cedar. cedar. Uh, so grains, I'm, red I'm cedar hops. Finding flavors to make a beer. You know, and sati, as far as, like, if you're going to brew Nordic, was it baker's yeast used to go into it? So, like, yep. mm -hmm. to my mind, proper sati can be brewed without sourcing okay. exactly the same kind of uh, They don't have the PDF available anymore, so I'm just going to go ahead and say this. BJCP, you fucked up. <laughs> just saying, this this website sucks. All right, well, we, you got a pretty good idea of the base malt, and you yeah. know what you're throwing at it for the cedar. I do think, as much as I love the lavender, layering the two smokes I is think probably a bit much. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's yeah. over. It's overkill. I think if you if you used a traditional base malt with the with the uh, the the Gotslander, um, and just to kind of really let that shine, and you're just kind of beefing it up, then all right. And old, excuse old, me, was, old Bry's got the sati up here, twenty-seven I. Okay. Justin, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say was that Gotslander. Maybe I misunderstood. I thought that was a base malt. It is. It is. But do you use like uh, I don't know if you'd use a majority percentage of it though, or yeah. I, I well, so I think well. From what I remember from brewing the sati, is it was like an eleven percent beer. Yeah. Um, and we have 20, well, we have, we have an amount of it. And so we need to fill it up with some other stuff. I was thinking like, just maybe like some more neutral, like maybe six row. Uh, and then, uh, if we can figure out. Find out some of the chit. And then some chit malt. That'd be really good. Yeah. Actually, work. maybe if we do If we're that trying to focus that, on Sugar Creek, use this and the chit. And the, and the wind malt. Yeah. So sati that would is do it. 27i. Uh, aroma is high banana ester with moderate to high clove like phenolic, so not sour. So that that to me, for one, is yeast, but there is a malt component here that well, will that help bring that. The 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 smokiness uh, is a phenol. Mm -hmm. uh, that's true. Um. Strong resemblance of Weizenbox, not uh, sweet and thick with rye and juniper, or in this case, red oh. cedar. So, malted Maybe barley, some crystal rye? malted and unmalted grains, often rye, low hops, juniper this boughs, or in this case, red cedar, used for loudering. This is where like five percent of that rye, just, just yeah. not even enough to talk about, but enough to give. Like, I one think of those. the the Gotslander and then the rye. And then use the chit to round it off if you have to hit your percent. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a fin That's a that sounds like sounds a beautiful really good to beer me. to me. Yeah. 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 And then like um in our live stream today, we had a couple of people saying we need to drink it super young and loaded, no carbonated. So we'll I guess Really? We're gonna have a sati party, folks. That sounds yep. awesome. So Casey mm. the the chat's been going? That's cool. Well no 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 the the one from earlier today. Not not today's. Oh. Well, I mean, the chat is going. I'm watching it, but there's... The mid-morning one. Yep. Oh, that one. Oh, I see. The the one that we did uh, during the, the brew right. day. Okay, all so right, that's the saute. So now, all right, so now that that's out of the way, the, the one that, like, we were put into a corner. Right. Um, now, like, Patrick Swayze, he got us out of that corner. <laughs> what are we doing now? So now we go on the offensive. Uh, well, I think the bourbon barrel one stuck out to all of us. Uh, the lavender smoke one... I want to put it with a crystal. 
one of these. Well, we're using the crystal rye and the sati. Let's put it with the crystal wheat. I want to put it with that. I just tried them together. They're they're nice flavors together. Both of these play well. Wait, with the so bourbon. we made a sati. We're gonna make a Belgian of some kind, and then what else? Smoke beer. Well, we talked about an amber. We talked about a smoke. We talked about like we. So we have we have a freestyle. Let's. Uh, why would we do the Belgian then? Why wouldn't we go with the oh, Belgian? Let's do the Belgian. Let's talk the Belgian. Okay, so let's break it down from a base malt standpoint. What are we using here? Something. The wind malt. Yep. Uh, wind, the wind malt. Wind malt Vienna as to, our base. Let's. We're gonna be doing a double then. Okay, because we can start stacking and layering some of these yes. caramel, caramel yeah, crystal so type of a, things. So a lighter and a darker. So wind malt, malted blood butcher for thick crystal wheat. Nice. Let's pull in this Vienna malt for some layering, and I think that and that I think that's I'd, it. I'd stay away yeah. from the lavender smoke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then uh, what, what does that leave know? us with uh, malts that we haven't used that yet? That leaves you with bourbon barrel and the lavender. Sm- well. Yeah, that leaves you with bourbon barrel and the lavender smoke. Yeah, those, are those aren't gonna work. I don't give know. Me, give me some of it. Let's. I'll put them in my mouth together and see what happens. They're odd. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those are two other beers. I mean, we don't need to force it, but yeah, no, we don't need to force it. Like well, they might be just be two separate. I'm gonna beers. see what happens. In my or mouth. or there's the idea where you're just using a little bit of the crystal rye in the sati. You could go heavier with the crystal rye and something else. Something else. Yeah, it's not a good idea. No, I wouldn't think those no. two would. It, it's not a good idea. The sweet, no. That's no. horrible. Um, that that lavender, that lavender though, I did like your idea of doing like a slightly smoky uh, cream ale with the lavender. I think it's more exciting than doing a amber ale focused on crystal crystal rye, but yeah, yeah. No, so I think I think what we do is um, if we don't, or depending on how much of the if, if we pull the corn out of the Belgian. Yep. Mm. And use uh, sugar to stretch the body instead of corn. Then you could use the corn. Then we can use the corn and the cream ale with the lavender, and I think that would be a really good beer. Rick, taste away. <laughs> I believe this. Put those in your we'll mouth okay. and let me know. I'm going to trust the corn. <laughs> For the for those of you for those of you who can't see now, all wow. all all the, uh, the 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 raffling you've been hearing is Rick has collected all the bags. <laughs> I've been trying them together. I'm, I'm telling you what though, this this is like a good combo, man. Which, which, what do you the want? bourbon barrel and the crystal rye. Yeah, I mean, That's he's a, not wrong. It's a really good idea There's, to mix. Well, these and we're together. not like what what kind of percentage are we looking at in the dub and the double using using the the rye or the the bourbon. I would want to make a darker beer with this. It, it would be very, very tiny. Yeah. We could. And we could do a, like, a porter or something. I mean. That mix is great. Does, does, I mean, like, does 3% sound too low? Like, hmm. 3%? Uh, no, because that, like, that two, seems like one, a very heavy, one, like, one or, like it's going to That's gonna really going to. It's I encourage hit. you to try them together because it's going to... Oh, that's like on a 19-liter or a 5-gallon, that's but like, do like a, like a little... But do like a lot less than that. It's like, it's like two, two to four ounces. As you would. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> what are you doing, Justin? If you mix I'm them. listening to Rick's directions. Why? <laughs> try them together. Because it's tasting flavors be, together. Because it involves me putting more crystal rye in my mouth. <laughs> well, it's and who doesn't want that? It's ridiculous oh, to try malt to get the man. flavor, but then mix them no, together and you're ice. crazy. I mean, so, honestly, what what I've kind of gathered from this is like we have we have it. some basis of a really good mm. a few really good recipes that I'm very excited about. But also, I'm going to need to get like sacks of crystal 
awry just for snacking. It gives your brain a picture of how those Actually, flavors work together. God, I, I'm going to say this out loud. He's not wrong. That crystal rye and that uh, bourbon barrel. All right. God damn it. Bring really? it over here. I got to. No. There's... I'm not going to argue with that based on not tasting it. I'm going to argue about the thing he said before, which had to do with like lavender and putting the bourbon barrel together, which I. I did yeah, not no, ever that... say that. He did not. No. He tried it, but he didn't. I tried them because someone said it, but I didn't say it was a good idea. It was, it was my. Uh, I found a piece yeah. of corn. I'm going to smell this bag of red cedar. <laughs> No, I know. Casey's face right now, I think yeah. we should maybe make a beard just for the shits and giggles of it out of those two. That's what I was telling you. Also, I just want to eat this. I know. I kind of want to just like, eat those, those two together. Those are so good together because the rye works with the bourbon flavor so well. Sugar, Sugar Creek, if the malting, if you, you know, you can sell this as breakfast cereal. Yeah, where's your granola mix? I mean, <laughs> I, I've had granola that is more dry and less pleasing than these two malt together. Yeah. Brian? Brian? I, I tried them. Together, stop pushing. <laughs> stop at me, man. It's good. I, All right. Anyway, anyway. So, Sugar Creek Malt Company's mission is to produce high quality malt using high quality grains. They want to rekindle a sense of community where the brewer collaborates with the maltster and the farmer. So, as a small family-run malt house, which they are, I looked at the website. There are four of them with the same last name. We are able to produce, they are able to produce traditional style malts as well as experiment with unique grains and methods. So I like the idea, too, about uh, the maltster working with us and kind of checking out what flavors or like efficiencies and, and things that, you know, that we're interested yeah. in. So this is really neat. I, I, I can't wait until we start brewing some of these, Brian. Yes. I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to jump in and in, in, uh, actually I'm, brew some beer. Right. Well, and then I'm excited to get uh, Beal and them on the show. Yes. Um, Cannot wait. Because right now it's been us talking about them and like as like the idea of them. And then like we actually get to meet them and that'll be fun. That'll be awesome. And then maybe uh, they'll invite us down to uh, go check out their melting thing. And They might. We can go do that. Uh, I'm just putting it out in the universe because I know they listen. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> oh, absolutely. As per. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So just to just do a final recap here. Uh, we have the Sati with um, the Gots. Gotslander. 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 Um, and. No, it's Gotslandrika. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, Gotslandrika. Oh, it's Birch. God damn it, it's Birch. Fire kilned malt. Anyway, it's pretty good. So that one, and uh, as as the base malt um, with the red cedar branches and some of the wind malt, yes. or no 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 the chip malt. Chip yes, malt. yeah. Chip, chip, chip. Um, mm-hmm. and just a a hint of, uh, it was the was it the wheat the crystal wheat the crystal rye yeah. the crystal rye. Um, and then we have the double, layering a ton of things with the wind malt. And then yeah. we have uh, Rick's baby of the bourbon. Ba- <laughs> I don't want to see what that looks like. <laughs> of no, the no, uh, the the bourbon, um, crystal. Rye and the, the bourbon. Was it bourbon crystal? Bourbon right. chocolate. Bourbon chocolate and the rye. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. 
And then I'd, I'd throw for an honorable mention the lavender with. Oh, the and then Matt the lavender. Yeah, and then we, we yeah we ended up with four, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yes. we, did. we ended yep. up with four instead of three. Yeah, the yeah, the lavender with the with the red malted butcher. blood like, butcher. Oh, that's gonna be so good. I'm it very. Is, excited I'm pretty excited for that one. For that one. Yeah. Awesome. All of this is going to be good. <laughs> These are going to be, we got some awesome beers These coming up. These are really good malts. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, and I, for, before you get into it, I wanted to say thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, put all this in a box and send it to us. It yeah. kind of makes us feel like rock stars. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, one more thing to make it feel like rock, like rock stars. I have some listener mail. Oh, Just wow. one uh, from new Black Belt patron, uh, Phil Feldman. Uh, hey man, big fan of the podcast. Uh, I went back to the beginning and listened to every episode of Homebrew Bound. The only other person I know who's <laughs> done that right now is Gordon. So <laughs> holy shit, Phil! Wow. Um, I'm all caught up now and can't wait for more. Uh, I made the switch to all grain about a month ago and used uh, your cream ale, uh, hefeweizen, and tropical stout as my first three all grain brews. That's a good choice. Holy cow! A month ago and you've brewed every. Like, that's amazing. Really good. Job. He said he's excited. He's right. He's in it, man. Uh, just Go bottled uh, them and waiting and waiting uh, for them to carb up. Uh, dreaming of the days when I can switch to kegs. Tell Brian, <laughs> no, wait. He, he needs to get oh, his no. distro together and down to Indiana so I can try this beer of his that sounds so good. Oh, okay. Wait, you brewed <laughs> that much and you're bottling it all? Holy crap. That's a lot of work. He's doing a lot of work. Send Kudos, dude. <laughs> wow. And he still yeah. likes brewing. I, I know. <laughs> that was getting to kegging was a game changer. Oh, yeah. That's when I really went off the deep end. But, dude. Yep. <laughs> do you, and I was going to ask you this off mic, but I do, Justin, remember getting into the hobby and how often you were brewing. Oh, and yeah. And then at, it, you when you were talking to me about we were working on the brewery or whatever, you're like, oh, we're going to brew tonight. And it'll it, he would brew between like, like the kids would go to bed and you'd be brewing until like two in the morning. Yeah, no, and then I'd, I'd either go be a lawyer. I'd either start at like nine at night and then brew till two or three in the morning yeah. and then go do the job. Why did you hate yourself so much? Because <laughs> I'd sleep two hours a day. <laughs> or then so I tried. I tried waking up early and starting at like four then. in the morning, but that was that yeah. was that was a lot. It was yeah. a hobby, right? Well, the eighty style challenge made me hate and love brewing. So yeah, like, I can't. I, get com- it. I can't compare to a challenge like that. So, uh, you know. uh, it sounds I like you're brewing a lot. Like. I, it was a fair amount. I was like on the show tasting the very at the very end of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Phil Feldman. Thank Phil Feldman. You. We will. Justin and I will try to get beer down to you. If we can. All right. Well, we should probably get out of here because, uh, I mean, I don't know how much more malt we can eat before we don't have any to brew if with. If it's the rye. Pass that crystal rye. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to do that. All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerstudios.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at blindnerstudios. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye.